When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome in to the Marvel Stuff Podcast for an episode of Marvelous Deaths. Unlike previous episodes where we've kind of just one person monologuing, we wanted to do it a little different and get insight into some of our friends, family, and uh, see how they connect to superheroes, and maybe it'll have a little reflection of how you connect. Obviously, with the big Spider-Man coming out, um, we wanted to get in a little in-depth of why Spider-Man is so well-known, why is he so loved, and why is this movie such a big deal. And to help me do that, I brought in Adam Kennedy. You might know him because he sounds familiar to Josh Kennedy um, from Facebook. Adam, go ahead and say hello. Hello, I'm Adam Kennedy. Josh Kennedy is my brother, and he is from Facebook. God, I hope you don't talk like that the whole time. <laughs> hello, it is me. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I was just picking on you. But he, uh, he's good people. He's a huge Spider-Man fan, so hopefully we'll get to dive in. I would love to talk about it. And feel why it is you love Spider-Man so much. But before we even get too far into the movies and what's going on, just tell everyone kind of why you love Spider-Man. What got you into it? Okay, so for Spider-Man, obviously I've been a fan since I was been a kid. Like, I had the whole painting on my wall of Spider-Man on my wall. Josh had Batman, so we both had, like, our own superhero. I was like Spider-Man because he was like probably the most relatable to any, like anyone could be Spider-Man type of thing. He's just a normal guy just going to school and he just gets by a spider and he's got superpowers. And he's just overall probably like one of the better heroes because he always wants to save people more than just kind of beat the bad guy up. You know, he wants to save the day, which is like primetime hero stuff. But that's the main I'd probably say that's the main. He's also obviously a nerdy guy. and I, He's more relatable, I guess. Was your uh, was your introduction to Spider Man through the comics, the cartoons, the Sam Raimi films? Kind of where did you um just start? When your... I first started, obviously I heard of the comics, but I was I was like a little kid when I first. I was the it was like a '90s Spider Man cartoon show. It was like the I don't know the intro was like a weird electric guitar as he did it as a Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't... but that one yeah I watched a lot of that. We owned like one episode of him and Daredevil where they just fought like. I think that fought like kingpin like a uh, smith or something like that i can't remember what his first name is but but yeah that's where i first started and then obviously the toby Maguire spider-man that's where it takes off you know seeing classic toby fight green got that sick green goblin's suit was just insane it was really sick the suit for spider-man's insane but yeah then then ever since then it's been a diehard fan getting the tattoo of him soon so that's gonna be fun all right, I feel you, I feel you. That's a big commitment to get the tattoo, so it shows how much you love him. Mm-hmm. Um, and here in Marvelous Deaths, we want to explore what it is about the movies that kind of create that love. Um, you, you mentioned the Tobey Maguire one is kind of the OG, the real love. Would you would you yep. say that that's the one that you connect to the most? I'd say that was my, the first, I think he would be, if you compared all of them, I'd consider him the best Spider-Man, I guess. To me, I feel like he was more of like, he did everything by other than the third one when Harry comes in, but like he did most of them by himself. Like he fought everyone. He was the only one standing there. You know, he's like the last line of defense for everybody. So like he had to step up each time. 
And I feel like he was just kind of like the best at it. He was like the friendly neighborhood too. Like everyone enjoyed seeing him. Even Stan Lee says one man can change the world type thing. Okay. I feel you. Okay. So I'm going to kind of ask you some questions as, as we walk through the movies a little bit. We don't want to get bogged down too much in the plot and what mm-hmm. what's happening. Cause this, this kind of lasts forever. Um, but when we start the whole trilogy, um, it does go back to its roots, even if Toby Maguire doesn't quite look like a teenager. It Not at still, all. It still portrays uh, that teenage life. It's one of the first things we see mm-hmm. is him not being able to get on the bus. Yep. When I think about that scene, I think about, you know, hey, this kind of sets up that he's a little nerd. Do we feel that scene hits for you? Is it, or does it kind of, is it too cheesy? What do you kind of feel? I would say it's, it? it's kind of like looking back on it now, it's a little cheesier just because it's kind of older school 2000 type, like how it's trying just to introduce the character to make him seem nerdier. But he honestly, obviously, he was like relatable. You're just like, oh, this poor guy's missing the bus. And as soon as he gets on, gets tripped, you're just kind of like, oh, well, obviously, this guy's kind of a nerd right now. And then he's got the crush on his girl. Yeah, let's let's talk about the crush on the girl. We don't want to not not too much about what happens later, but that initial crush, uh, the girl next door thing. Do you think that's is that a big reason you kind of connect to Spider-Man? Does that feel you have any stories from your life that you feel connect to that? Mm, obviously, I feel like obviously when you're like younger, you don't really know how to talk to girls. So like when you see like someone else like Spider-Man struggling, you're kind of like, oh, everyone can struggle in this aspect of it at least. It's not just, you know, you that's struggling. That's why he seems, like I said, he was relatable. You can kind of be like, oh, he has problems with the women. He has problems, like, doing all being popular. But he still is, like, does, he still becomes a superhero and becomes amazing. Everyone loves him, even though no one knows it's him. Yeah, that's true. His, even his personality changed. The last thing it kind of sets up early on in these films is uh, that he's bullied, mm-hmm. which is a is a bigger social thing now than it was back in. But yeah. I mean, we all got I wouldn't say we all got bullied. I was obviously very popular. I was very I cool. The coolest. No, I did. I did get bullied. Um, so I always kind of like the whole the setup of the bully, and then he gets to the comeuppance on the bully later. Oh, one of the coolest scenes, dude! The airplanes, the paper airplanes, slow motion, dude. I love it. That's uh, that's great stuff. Um, so as the as the first movie uh, kind of goes to take, is there anything about the movie that you feel like? This is this is kind of what I love about him. Maybe it's just the way he treats people. Is it the fact that he does get his comeuppance? Is it, you know, the whole sad Big Ben? You know, I, what what is it about that movie? About the movie, I would say I just like the connection they always do for Spider-Man for most of his storylines where, like, it's his normal life. Like, Sony in his normal life kind of becomes, like, starts to become a little crazy. And because of that, he ends up being in Spider-Man's life, like, Harry, like uh, Norman Osborn's, like his friend's dad, and he eventually becomes like evil, and like he has to deal with that in Spider-Man's life. And he has to try to keep like normal Peter when he sees him without like. Well, actually, he didn't know he was Green Goblin. That was more Doc Ock, yeah. but no, it's true that it's it's just a typical, and only Spider-Man really does it. That everybody in his life ends up both in Peter's life and in Spider-Man's mm-hmm. life, uh, which is an interesting little trope that they do. I wonder if if that if that's for a reason, I wonder if it means anything. I wonder if it like, it's supposed to connect to like how we kind of all have dualities in life. Mm-hmm. I'm quite a, I don't quite think I know the answer to it. Cause I'm not steeped into the reasoning behind the Stanley choices, but it does seem like an intentional decision. Stanley would be the guy to be smart like that and plan these things out. Yeah, no. 
Too bad he's old and dead. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's not planning much out now. <laughs> it's okay. He had he had his time. RP, you know. Yeah, RP, obviously. We're allowed to joke about whatever we want here on the Model Stuff Podcast. You can't cancel us I, because I hope nobody so. nobody watches. So uh, we're safe <laughs> there. Um, I do think about I think about the Uncle Ben scene as as one of the more not not just powerful scenes, but it's like it's now become the thing. Oh, for sure. It's it's overshadowed like whatever it was before mm-hmm. you know with great responsibility with great, great power, power but, oh my god dude, i am <laughs> i can't even say the most iconic line for the movie yeah with great power comes great responsibility was kind of the og mm-hmm. they've reset it now in other new movies but it's still you know it's all the That's same what, idea yeah he stands for that basically is there is there anything about that saying that you feel like you take to heart in your day-to-day Oh, um, not not that you have great power, but like we all have different mm-hmm. sets of skills. We all, yeah, we all have sets of skills we can use to help others, which is like, which is really nice with Spider-Man. That's why I'd like, obviously, if you have great power, you want to help everyone. Most people want to help people. Obviously, some people do want more and more. That's why they're you know, bad guys. But I mean, yeah, if you have the ability to help people, I think you probably should. This is why Spider-Man has that power and he doesn't like misuse it. He's not like, well... He does swing, and when he's late for pizza on the second one, he does swing his pizza all the way there. But he's not abuse of his powers, or just obviously he's got super strength. He's not just punching people in the face, breaking their face open, like or being like Batman, breaking arms or anything like that. He just stops the bad guy, webs them up, and then continues trying to help more people. Yeah, I feel you. Do you feel that uh, Uncle Ben needed to die to 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 learn that lesson? I'd say so. Yeah, that's something that that only like trauma can really set off in you. Like every, anyone can save great power. That's not going to mean much to you unless like something happens, like where that, that thing really sticks out for you now without Ben. Dying, I feel like he wouldn't have been the same hero he is now. I got, it. do you, do you ever feel like you've done that in your life? Is there a time where you thought like, maybe I could have, if I would have treated someone better, I would use my, sometimes I think about like, Oh man, I was popular. If I would have used, my popularity to help treat that other kid who got treated better. Mm-hmm. Um, and it probably took me like realizing later in life, which I'd have thought about this back then. Yeah, I feel you. That's the things that's talking about growing up when you're a kid. You never really think about like trying, you're just trying to become like top people, like trying to become popular kind of when you're younger. But when you get older, you realize like, hey, you have some sort of say sometimes. And there's people that are like a lot worse off than you that you could help like get into a situation where they can feel a little bit better. I would say that'd probably be. Yeah, even if it's just using your social standing, I think it's like, hey. Mm-hmm. You, you see someone like, getting picked on, just be like, hey, come on, dude, leave him alone. Or see someone's kind of struggling with something, just laugh at his joke or something like that. There's yeah. something kind of show like he's not alone in this situation, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's good life lesson. I'm not sure, quite sure that's what, you know, Spider-Man Yeah, going not for, really. But it's the best we can take from it. I don't mm-hmm. have superpowers. You know? I don't have superpowers. Yeah, I'm not over here jumping over and swinging through New York City. It'd be sweet if I was though. Oh, if I was, I'd be I'd be a lot happier for sure. Um, let's let's transition to the the first villain we get to meet. Um, you mentioned it already, Green Goblin. You love his suit. That's, yes, you know, I think that's a controversial suit. opinion. I yeah, think some, some people don't like. It. I just I don't know. You could tell he was the villain when he put that on. Like you knew he wasn't here to save the day. And just his introduction into the suit in general when he's at the parade is just sick because. He's basically, he knows he's in trouble. So he's attacking everybody. Like he's attacking like the main people in his corporate business. 
and then he's all but he's also destroying the whole he's obviously raining everyone's parade in a sense yeah it, he's is interesting because his his origin story as a villain is i think a pretty common trope that we see a lot is he is a corporate businessman who like is just being pushed too hard by the big evil board you know mm-hmm. which is um i've never worked in like a corporate world oh, setting either so, so I, don't, I can't say that i know too much but i've worked for bosses who were dickheads oh everyone um, i'm assuming most people have and it can be real easy not to turn into a super villain but it can be real easy mm-hmm. to turn into like a dickhead and a bad employee 100 mm-hmm. percent. you when you know the person's a bad like boss you want to work you don't want to work hard at all you don't want to work for them at all you just kind of want to get by just to kind of get through the day but if you have like a better one it's kind of nice it's nice to have a good boss yeah that's true and it's like and just i got the expectation of like oh you just got to get stuff done on the time like, mm-hmm. well, well then hire three more people dude like what right i'm want? not gonna do everyone's work here um so and you know again it's as much real life situations as we can take from not being superheroes mm-hmm. but I think it sets up the villain well because you at the beginning you're like, eh, it kind of sucks that they're kind of pushing him, and then he he goes mad very quickly as soon as he yeah, takes that. As soon he takes the weird vial thing or whatever he had injected in, or gas. No, it was the gas for that one. Yeah, they don't. It's it's interesting because it's it's similar to like the the Captain America seared serum because they say mm-hmm. something about like oh it, it accents things you already have but i think it did say it created aggression. So yeah, this one was more a lot of aggression to it. Do we think it? Do we think it hurts the movie that he like was artificially turned into a bad guy? Whereas you know, maybe it would have been nicer if he just had like a more natural growth into this. I think it would have been a lot cooler for a natural one. Obviously, looking back on it, it would be a lot cooler for it. I think a natural one, you kind of or like a slow incline to like eventually like a snap or breaking point where he eventually just turns bad would be also really cool. But obviously, I didn't write in these mm-hmm. movies, but. I still obviously enjoy them. Yeah, but... and, and back then you got to spend a lot more time on the hero setting it up, whereas now in a Marvel mm-hmm. movie it's like... And know, they didn't have, obviously didn't have a lot of superhero movies back in those days. They were just kind of free going with it. They had a few, like X-Men and such, but Batman, Superman. Um, uh, one thing that I do find interesting about the movie is, is as, the, as the movie goes on, how he's becoming Spider-Man, he's kind of getting to do all these things as Spider-Man. Um, one of the scenes I always kind of like is that that scene with Mary Jane uh, and I kind of like the backyard where he gets to finally talk to her and parents are fighting or whatever. Um, And I always like that scene because he, he is in some ways, he's still just being Peter. He doesn't, Mm -hmm. he doesn't get to use his Spider-Man powers at all in this conversation. Um, And it kind of works for him just as Peter. Uh, I find that interesting. Do you, is there anything we think we should glean from this idea that like, even once you have all these powers, you can still kind of, yourself yeah uh I mean, this is kind of from the later but like in homecoming like when when iron man says if you if you if you're nothing without the suit you shouldn't have it you have to kind of be the person that kind of like a good person in general be yourself before you try to become like this big hero you have to be confident or like more accepting that you're a normal person still right yeah, they felt the old uh the old they always say about football players or anything. Oh, he's such a normal guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever believe it, but you know, it's nice to think of Peyton Manning as right. Tom Brady, just a casual person. Yeah, you know, I like to think that he's like that, and I like to think my Spider Man's like that. Mm-hmm. I like to hang out with Tom Holland sometimes. Probably um, not really. He's probably I, a dickhead. But. I have no clue. Very British, so. <laughs> Very British. 
Tobey Maguire is very American, right? Yeah, Tobey Maguire is American. Uh, Andrew Garfield's British. But I think he was born in America, but he like, moved to Britain or something like that. England, whatever it's called. Um, the one thing that does uh, happen towards the end of this movie is, you know, they have that the epic fight scene with Green Goblin where it's like, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's much different than a lot of fights. Yeah, honestly, Spider-Man got beat up pretty bad there, too, in that fight. I just rewatched all of them before this new movie comes out. I haven't watched the Amazing one yet, but I watched the other two. But yeah, the it's very... It's honestly really bloody at the end. Like it was, yeah. It's, uh, it's very like you thought he was gonna lose that. It's crazy. He does seem like he's gonna lose that fight, but mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of cool that they did that. Um, before I before I wrap up the how the movie ends, though, I did want to kind of hit on a couple things that get mentioned throughout the movie, and just just to see if like they stick out to you at all. Mm. There's the moment where uh, Green Goblin kind of asks, like, well, then they ask him. He, like, I think he like gasses him up, takes him up to the roof or whatever, and he's like. Oh, you know, New York's never going to accept you. You know, team up with me. Mm-hmm. Um, the team up with me part's so cheesy. Like that, you obviously know yeah, that's uh, never going to happen. Yeah. But there is that, like, moment of, like, you're not going to get accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, why are you trying? Like, you're a, you're a freak. They don't, they don't really trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything to that? Uh, I feel like that is a really big scene, honestly. That's, like, obviously, Spider-Man, at that point, he's getting hate from J. From J Jonah Jameson all the time. No, like, people aren't very trusting of him. And it just proves, like, him as a person, like, he doesn't care, like, that they all hate him. He just wants to be the hero. He wants to help people. And he's not in it for himself, kind of, which is really cool, which is really nice. Yeah, that's what, that's what, yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta be a good person, even if, like, you're not being noticed for being a good person. Mm-hmm. It's a thankless job. Yeah, it's a good point. It's, yeah, I like the reasoning you like Spider-Man here. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, New York does end up coming to have his back, you know. That's true. Yeah, pretty fun little. You mess with of, one of us, you mess with all of us. Uh, just chucking, chucking stuff at you. Yeah, do whatever I want, man. We're chucking stuff around. We get things done. Uh, have you ever been to New York? I've never been to New York. You should, you should go to New York. It actually is a, It is a cool. It's a cool city. It's a fun one to be around, especially. Um, we went there for Christmas one time. Super fun. So I suggest you guys do it sometime. Mm-hmm. I suggest the audience you guys do it of as course. well. It's a, it's a worthwhile trip to make. But yeah, New York, funny city, great scene. Um, the he does end up killing Green Goblin, but not really towards the end. Yeah, it's more of a an involuntary kill, I guess. He didn't wasn't attempting to. He's just a, trying not to die here. It was more of just Green Goblin kind of killed himself in that situation. Yeah, but he, but Peter does it weighs on him in the later mm-hmm. movies. He kind of takes yeah, Harry obviously blames Spider Man for the death of his father for the whole trilogy, basically. Until obviously the butler's kind of like, yeah, that was it was from his own blade. Don't know why he went to the third movie to tell him, but yeah, thanks a lot, uh, Butler man. But I feel you, I feel you. All right, well then let's uh let's let's continue on the train and let's transition oh, into Spider-Man. We got movie. one more character we gotta mention. We gotta mention Bonesaw, dude. Best yeah. character in the whole movie. You gotta cheer for Bonesaw. That's the only, I just had to make sure. Were you did. a were you a wrestling guy growing up? I there? was. Yep. Randy Macho Man Savage coming in his Bonesaw, dude. Bonesaw, my bro. Love that. That's what. That's the thing about these movies. That's like so good. It's like small little things like mm. that. You the memory, there's not even huge. Well, it's a kind of part of the storyline. Just like for the character isn't that big part of the storyline, but like he, I, someone I remember just because how hyped everyone was in the crowd. Boom! The guy right before Peter gets out there, he's like, "My legs!" Like, he's, oh, it's perfect. It's so funny, and it's. I remember thinking like, 
I never, I didn't watch wrestling at all, and I always just remember being told, "Ah, wrestling's fake and stuff." But I was like, "Is this like, is this what happened? Did they just like line people up and like, no, it's all." But it was funny, and it is like you said, it's cool that it's another way to connect to people. People Mm. like wrestling. You find that's all you need, really. It's like love a movie more than you should. It's Mm -hmm. just like one scene that like connects to something you like, and all of a sudden you like the whole movie ten percent better. Um, so I'm glad you brought it up. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. I uh, think it's the best of the... Yeah, it's it's pretty universally said. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's the best of the... Of the school Tobey Maguire ones, yes. Um, some people are like, oh, it's the best superhero movie. Uh, I'd probably push back on that, but a fourth time. I could argue for the... I could argue with the best fight scene for when he's fighting Doc Ock on the train. As I could I'd, I can accept the fact someone would say that's one of the best fighting scenes at least for a superhero movie that's a fun scene that is really sick when he throws him up the bridge he has to dodge like that little crevice he has to dodge through and land back on the train that is a dope scene i love it reminds me i mean i would say it reminds me of the shang chi bus scene but obviously it came that came way a little before came, you know a couple weeks beforehand so it's you know they're right you know which one was filmed first which yeah one, we you know, it's a debate you know we, if we can't say definitively but i you know <laughs> We'll give we'll give Spider Man the edge there, but this movie is uh is unique in its in its storytelling because it it pushes the whole Peter life is struggling more mm. even if Spider Man's life is kind of becoming more successful. I guess Spider Man is becoming more famous and but like his division. Yep, he's starting his grades are slipping. He's struggling in the very beginning. How true of uh growing up. You can't have it all. You can't. No. I know that it, it reminds me of just playing sports growing up, um, mm-hmm. where it was like, ah, you know, you, you start to. Not, I didn't care about grades. I was, my grades were fine, but like, if you you put too much time into sports, then you can't text your girlfriend all the time. Yep. And then you end up. You can't just half-ass everything, though. Eventually, but, something breaks. But that's pretty central to the Spider-Man story. Is this idea of like. His life sucks mm-hmm. all the time, despite the fact that he's a superhero. It's really like unique to his story. And, yeah, it's not a lot of hero- heroes can have that. Um, is there is there a re- is there something to that? Is that part of the reason you kind of like him, or you, you, is it just part of him that you don't really care about? I think it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's just the aspect of him kind of like struggling as a normal person, but still putting on the suit repeatedly and helping people, even though his personal life, like it's kind of like a sacrifice for yourself for like the other, like the greater good. Well, then I have two questions for you. Number one, do you think your life sucks or <laughs> sucked? You know, did you, did you feel that way similarly back when you watched movies stuff? Did you feel like, Oh, I'm poor and I'm struggling or anything like that? Oh, I was a very young one there. I wasn't too bad. It was just, I was more excited about Spider-Man coming back and fighting people when I was a kid. I was a little young at that time when I watched what about, it. What about now? Though? Now yeah. I would say, uh, I don't know. I can feel that sometimes. Cause I obviously, I go to the gym a decent bit. So like sometimes it's kind of hard to keep like going, doing something you want to do. And also having a girlfriend, having friends that want, it. it's kind of hard to keep a balance on all of that sometimes. And sometimes some things get favored more than others and that can upset people. So it kind of, it's kind of cool to see that like Peter, like a superhero also struggling with these things. It's not going to be like a simple, easy, you're, you're a hero, everything's good, right off in the sunset. Like, you still have constant struggles, constant things. I feel you. Do you ever feel like there's, uh, I guess, when you talk about sacrifice and all the sacrifice Spider-Man makes, do you think there's any times that you've done that now that you've kind of had a, a little bit of a glimpse into adulthood? Now I would say so, yeah. There's been times, like, 
like I would I would not go out and hang out with people for like months on end because I'm I really want to focus on a different thing at this time. So like I'll be kind of obviously that's kind of can also be kind of like a, a toxic trait, I guess, but it's more just I try to be focused on self-improvement for a little periods of time. Then I try to like bring out this new person for like my friends later on until I feel like I'm obviously most people kind of like an energy meter when you hang out with people, you eventually kind of just want to you shut down, you want to be by yourself for a bit. Most people do. So like I feel like I just have a little period of time like that, which is really well, it's a good thing you're not Spider-Man and you're not. Yeah, I'm not saving heroes, too. I wouldn't be able to handle all of that. You don't, no. need, you don't need that to be up that. Well, I appreciate you sacrificing to come out here and record this. Oh, yeah, um, it's right after work. A little yeah, late. You but, came right after work. It's yep. like midnight. But I appreciate you coming out because I thought it was uh, important to get this uh-huh. to get this in before the new Spider-Man came out. We wanted to talk about this. A spoiler alert. Um, this episode might drop after the new Spider-Man came out. But we recorded it before. We wanted to record it before so we could, uh, we could talk about Spider-Man without the the taint of the new one, mm-hmm. I guess, without the the recency without... bias creeping into our thoughts. So yep. I appreciate you you making that happen. It's super cool. Um, now Spider Man, as he's as he's struggling through this, you know, like you've already mentioned, he says the the, the scenes and the pizza and the girlfriend thing is starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Doc Ock though is uh is kind of the main antagonist of what's going on. I think he's really good for him too. Just like the storyline for him and Peter as well as Peter's like Doc Ock's like his mentor. He looks up to this guy like this is like who he like would like to be as like for Peter wise. He wants to be like this smart genius. He's like learning about like trying to be like a mentor aspect. It'd be like if the new one of Iron Man was like turned to a bad guy though. It's like if it's a mentor that's like he had to turn against, which is like a cool storyline to deal with. That's true. All right. I feel you. I feel it is. It is nice, and he it's set up well. Doc Ock has this cool tentacles, and he's yep. he's out there putting the work in, uh, trying to throwing Aunt May up roofs, build the sun or whatever. What's he? What is he building? He's been like a energy source, like a renewable energy, trying to control it. Uh, and he has the arms to try to harness it without it thing. And then I think it's Harry that's uh, you know what he should him. do. Hmm. He should just go over cross through the multiverse and then just feel like tony's arc reaction that's what i'm thinking dude you maybe know? this maybe that's what he's doing this movie hey, who, who knows that could be what he's doing <laughs> if that ends up being what if it that is, is then it's gonna sound like we didn't record that i swear to you we're <laughs> looking just, at the clock just talking about it now that actually kind of makes that would make a lot of sense i'm just trying to build so i guess it, whatever we'll now, see we'll see we're learning we're speculating out here we're getting things done um spider-man 2 like we said what he did say is is the most you know, universally loved one. Mm. Is there something about the story, the plot, the characters that you think is like the reason for it? Or is it just that cool fight scene on the train? Uh, the fight, the train scene, honestly, I think is a big help for it. But like I said, like the men, having to deal with your mentor and like your one of your lives have to fight them in your other life. I think is also a big reason why that one was really liked and really loved about. And also just, Doc Ock's a sick villain in general. Like that, he's got a lot. He's super. He's one of the best Spider-Man villains. Spider-Man is controversial, but I think he's got the best villains. If it's not oh, him, yeah, he's it's him the... or Batman. Those are the only two I think are in the real argument here for best villains. I mean, I have some pretty good villains. You got some good, got, you know, Josh Kennedy. Josh from Facebook. Kennedy. He is a son of a gun. I, I hope have... he hears this. Ron, he's definitely one of my villains. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. And Doc Ock's one of the great ones. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's talk about MJ for a second, because we, we glossed over a little bit in the first movie, because in the first movie, it's kind of just 
It's um, just a boy um, with a crush type yeah, thing. Boy with a crush. He gets the girl because mm-hmm. he's a superhero. It's great. Yep. Um, but then as it uh, as it comes real in the next two movies, I feel like both movies, two and three, he kind of does the whole break up with her, get back together with her. Thing. Yeah, I think in the first one they break up. In the second one, she's like getting married to uh, Jay Jonah's son or something like that. The astronaut. The astronaut, yup. And then eventually she leaves him at the altar for good old Pete. Is is she a positive to these movies? I I can never. I, I would say don't think so. I honestly, she's not the great. I feel like she's kind of a not the greatest, but she's not the worst either. I don't think. I would say like she's got some bad traits to her, and kind of like trying to buy, get a lot. Obviously, she just wants time for with Peter and stuff, but obviously he's a superhero and she knows it after the second one, basically. And they still are having problems with that. Yeah, I I just find, like, Liz, we talk about, like, right here, what we're doing, the, you know, that marvelous depth stuff. There's nothing about their relationship that I feel like is helpful to anybody who's in a relationship. Like there's nothing to glean from it. There's nothing to learn from it. I don't, at least I don't think so. No, there's, I don't really think they have a very healthy relationship in those movies. No, not, not, not like at all. And not even like a realistic, uh, like a a realistic unhealthy one. Like there's unhealthy relationships that Mm -hmm. you can learn from. But I just think this one just like, I don't know. It just seems. They were too on and off with everything. It just wasn't, it wasn't like, I like the new ones. I like the new MJ. Like for Tom Holland, like that one, I think is a good, and also they're also together in real life, so that makes it a little bit better. But, but like that one, I think is better than the old Mary Jane for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, I'll be. Uh, what are the other things that has starts to become? You know, you start to notice it happens in one, and it happens again in two. Is uh, Aunt May starting to get in danger? MJ starting to get in a little more danger. She mm-hmm. gets captured again. Both of them actually both get you know, and this 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 bleed effect of like him being a superhero, his identity's getting out, the people around him are getting hurt, and it and it always brings that more dilemma he's got to deal with. Of like, constant struggle. Is it worth being Spider-Man if it's putting people I know in danger? Mm-hmm. But he's got to like balance that with, like, you know, he has great responsibility. Great power. Mm. Is there great power, great responsibility? I can't get this right. <laughs> I'm going to just absolutely retire from the Marvel stuff. Retire. That's it. It's over. If I mess it up one more time, I'm handing over uh, the reins of this this semi-successful podcast to uh josh from facebook josh County from facebook love that guy um but yeah is there is there is there something that like is that do you like that storyline this whole like he keeps having to like choose between his family and the people i would say so yeah it's kind of like it's kind of he's, he's never like he's kind of keeps him on his toes kind of it's more he's he just has problems still no matter what and it kind of like humanizes them a bit i feel like most people always feel they have at least a few problems no one really lives goes through life living life perfectly you know yeah i get you there one of the things that i always find interesting and uh as i always say this is why you guys you're you're listening to learn about us just as much to learn about the movies and one of the things that i always uh push back on is this idea of like a family before everything right this idea like oh well you know Mm. just because my brother murdered some dude He's still my brother. I need to like take care of him. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, there's a line here, there's like a line, that, and it's I like this part of Spider-Man that he he knows that it is dangerous his family, but like for the greater good, he kind of has to mm-hmm. put that aside. And that's that's something that speaks to me. For it doesn't necessarily have to speak to you, but it it does to me. So 
thought it was yeah. worth noting there for the audience. I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Now, uh, we see uh, Doc Ock sort of lose his, his mind again. And it, it's a similar fashion, although it's not quite as um, direct as the, the Green mm-hmm. Goblin thing, where it's like the yeah, gas he, immediately takes over him. But it's a little implied that it's, it's kind the of tentacles. Yeah, because he's like that neural link in the back that, sh- that over circs, what short circuits when he does the first uh, trial of his energy thing. And after that, when they try to saw it off, like they're all apparently the he's basically acting like the tentacles were talking to him at that point. And you can see him go a little bit crazier through that. Obviously, it's kind of like, it's just like temptation in your ear all the time is what I'm assuming it was like. And eventually at the end, obviously, he overcomes that. He's like, I don't want to be known as this guy in the end. So he takes it all down with him to the bottom of the water, which is why I'm very I'm very, I want to see what he's going to be doing in this next one, this new movie. Yeah, I keep assuming that it's like he gets taken, you know, not while he's drowning, but like mm-hmm. just at midway through Spider-Man. I mean, who knows? We'll see. But it it could be anything. Who knows? It's multiverses, mm-hmm. timelines. Maybe he wants Tony Stark's arc reactor. We'll see. <laughs> they all want it. Who wouldn't want that? That's what I want. You know, I'd take it. Electricity and Honestly, with his new that. suit, well, I, don't, I don't know how they're going to do it like that. It's going to be great. I'll explain it. Um, Spider-Man three. There's not a ton I think to glean, at least in the, and it's entertaining as a movie enough. Mm. But I don't know that there's a ton of to glean in sort of human no. intrigue. No, that's but, more just kind of like a good superhero movie, just to kind of th- put it at the end. I guess I don't know. They probably obviously could have made more. They were planning on making more, but didn't go through. They do have him like lose his power, you know, because he isn't sure that he wants to do it. I think that's, that's the second one. Is that the second no, one? it's the third one where he he like just stops being Spider Man for a while because he doesn't want to be and he's dancing around and he. Okay, I remember the dance. I swear that's the second, but I might be wrong here. I'm not a doctor. He might lose. I know that in the third one he like decides to not be Spider Man anymore for like a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, it's the same struggle we've already talked about, so it doesn't doesn't do us any good to to mention it again. There's nothing that I need to say about Spider Man three, but if you want to. Um, thing out there for the audience. Sandman was not that bad of a guy. He just seen got dealt the bad, bad, bad hand, and he just kind of tried to get the money. But I don't truly think he was like the worst bad guy. I don't think he had like truly evil at all. I think he just wanted money for his daughter. So and then, but Eddie Brock, yeah, he's just kind of a dick. Yeah, yeah, he is. He was just kind of rude. Wanted to be wanted to be the top guy at the paper place, the Daily Bugle. Well, I'll ask you this about Sandman. Do you uh, do you subscribe to that theory of, well, I don't even call it a theory, that, that thought process of, hey, I'm starving, I need to steal bread kind of thing? Is like, how do you feel about that on the moralistic I would say, gray line? I think he went a little too far with beating everybody up because he's obviously made of sand. Like, obviously, he had to get, like, a few things. I think he went a little too far with it, but... Yeah, like basically when Venom walked up to him and tried to convince him to help him take on Spider-Man with him, I was like, oh, that was like the point. You probably should have just said no and like did you try to keep getting your money. That was like the only part I was kind of like, all right, maybe he's making bad choices right now. But it makes sense when you're in like a position where you need this thing and he's already on the run from the cops. Like he's he is it's basically him against the world at this point. He doesn't see anything else. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's true universally that the people who are desperate are more likely to be criminals. Mm-hmm. They are not, you know, it, you know, not that it 
justifies criminality, like you said. There's always, and then they go too far. Like yeah. Superman, but it's just a reality of life we have to accept. And I think that's cool that the movie reflects that. It's about the only cool thing the movie does. Um, the MJ yeah. stuff in it's terrible. Oh, and Harry's. I liked Harry as the Goblin dude. That I thought that looked sick. It looks not the beginning where he kind of chases Spider-Man, but like the end when he comes and help. It was pretty sick. I was hyped about that. Yeah, that's a weird storyline. I don't, and I don't know what it's what it's like moralistic point that it's trying to the movie's trying to make it all about it because it just seems like a weird. Mm-hmm. I think that's the issue with all of it because it doesn't seem like there's a reason for any villains. It doesn't seem like there's a growth that Peter's going through. It just seems like going from one villain chasing you to the next villain chasing you to the next mm-hmm. uh, kind of villain chasing you. Even the weird the black spider suit thing. The, they don't do it for any reason. I don't know. They just had a meteor hit and they threw it in there. Just threw it in. That's okay. You know, something. They, I still love happen. them, but. These things happen. Um, Amazing Spider-Man. I haven't seen those in a bit. So I'm not going to be like the most knowledge about these ones, but I can probably. Well, we, like, don't, we don't have to talk about them too much if we don't want. Uh, I was just curious. Just I was really just going to ask you about differences. Was there anything about the characters that I you liked I did better? like the first one. I liked the first Amazing Spider-Man decent. The second one was good. I wasn't as big a fan of the second one, but the first one I did really like. Is there anything about Andrew Garfield's interpretation that you connect to more or, um, or mm, less? That you like, he doesn't pull that off? I would say he was a little bit less nerdy in the aspect. To me, Toby seemed more like a nerd. He seemed more like a hipster, kind of. Like skateboarding, glasses, and photography. That's I, not your thing? I like It's cool, but he didn't seem nerdy to me. He just kind of seemed like an outsider more than a nerd when it came to that aspect. I kind of like it. You like that the aspect movie. of that? Maybe it's because it connects more to like my personality a little bit, where it's you know too cool mm-hmm. for school. Like I, I would be the one who's making snarky comments. I would say he was better at the. He was probably the best when it came to like trash, like the talking to the people. He seemed more like he'd joke around with them more. Like I'd say he was probably the best when it came to like quips and stuff like that. I would yeah. give it to Garfield for that. When, when, especially when he's in the suit. It's mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. He does do that pretty well. Um, Tom Holland's one kind of does it a little bit. He does it. He's more like a kid in it, but he's though. more of a he's exactly. Which I love it. He is yeah, a kid. It's he's great. a kid. They played him young. That's what they were meant to do. Um, is there? Is, yeah, I don't. You know, we don't need to talk about Amazing Spider-Man. Then we'll just move on. Andrew Garfield, he's great. Gwen Stacy was good too. Emma Stone did well. Yes, the, that ending's in the second one. That was that was good though. I'll give him that. Obviously, that was from the comic books, but yeah, exactly. And they pulled it well. They yeah. did really well. I didn't like the Goblin in the second one though. Harry was really that weird. might be the worst storyline ever. I didn't like that one. No, that wasn't very good. Electro, he seemed he was just kind of a weird person. So I see why he kind of went bad, but. He was just a big Spider-Man fan. Spider-Man didn't show up to like a birthday party or something like that. And he just instantly was just, no, I'm angry now. I was a little confused, but. Again, yeah, I think it, it felt like he had just throwing too many things in there. Not getting, mm-hmm. not getting anything good done. But I think it was, at least it was worthwhile existing say, yes. in movies. But I'm glad that it uh, didn't continue on. And we got to do this whole. Mm-hmm. It, it ultimately Tom led Holland. to the Tom Holland and being part of the MCU now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know. Toby McGuire and Andrew Garfield may or may not get their chance to be a part of. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see this week. We'll see tomorrow. I'll see, see Friday or, or slash last week. Whenever this, we'll see when this goes. We'll see up. it but, soon. Um, but yeah, it's super good. Now about Tom Holland because we do want to. I do want to get your your thoughts of him before we see the new one here. Mm-hmm. He's still the so far. He's been a kid in both movies. He's yep. been a you know a sophomore and a junior. I think is kind of what it, it seems like they're mm-hmm. going for. 
do we do we like this interpretation? I mean, I know technically Tobey Maguire is like was a senior. He's like a senior. He did not look like it, but he, he was. Look, but it, it seems like he that trilogy. He really was living the life of a young adult. Yes, um, which was cool. Which yeah, which is because that's what I most relate to. Mm-hmm. It's what's closest to me now. Although now I'm a big adult with a big with a child and everything. I'm a big big adult man over here. Um, but Tom Holland one is is definitely he acts more like a kid. His problems are more of that of a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, the lifestyle that he lives. There's a lot more time in school and talking about nonsense like that. Yep, girl um, problems. Yeah, the, girl, the first one at the least. girl problems he has are more like the girl problems of a kid. I'm like, you know, the Toby Maguire one, which mm-hmm. seem more like the problems of like a closer to an adult relationship. So, I, do you like it? Do we do we like I the do. I really like Tom thing? Holland. Yeah, I like it's different. I do like the I do like Spider Man personally. I like Spider Man when he's a little bit older, when he's like more like top persons. Because I feel like Tom Holland has always been more like a needed help to kind of win type of person. And it's kind of, I like I like Spider Man, but I kind of, other than like he beats Mysterio in the I'll give him the Mysterio at the end when he takes in the drones. He does that by himself. Learn to trust his his tinkle. Yeah, he trusts his. Peter, yeah, he doesn't have spider sense. That's also a big reason why I would. They needed to show that a little more. That's like one of the best things about spiders: the spider sense. They haven't used it a lot. They used it yeah. like time to time. But yeah, Tom Holland, I would say he's my favorite Peter for sure. Peter Parker, he's probably my favorite Peter Parker. I'd give him that. The other one, oh, Andrew Garfield is pretty good too. I don't know, man. I'm probably Tom Holland though. I do, I do love, I love Tom. Um, and I love, I love that they get to do the whole, the whole teenage experience. Uh, it's not something that I connect to, obviously, because I I, it's been a while since I've been in, in high mm-hmm. school. But I know that it's you know it's probably something that you teenagers can, like. And, you can kind of see it relatable as you when you were young. Like you can look back when you were young, like oh, I guess I can kind of see how that's a little relatable there. Yeah, I've you know I've been on TikTok. Yeah, I've seen. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm hip. I'm hip. <laughs> I I have a phone. It it does things like record the Marvel stuff podcast. So you know, I'm a little a uh, little bit doing some cool stuff. Tech but, savvy tech savvy as it will do you think that tom holland has the has the chops to, to pull off the the older spider-man as, as time goes on i think he's gonna be able to i would that. say so i think they can build the story the thing for this one I, they seem like they're building a long-term story in this kind of franchise this way i mean the other ones they seemed like it was more based movie to movie and this one i feel like they built more for long term I'd like to. I'd like to see like him be like get older and eventually kind of like take Miles Morales under his wing if he could do that. Like if they could get them both in this like a situation together, kind of like I don't know. I, I'm just gonna mention the game, but like the game, like the Spider-Man game, where Spider-Man's like the young adult that takes Miles under his wing after his father. I don't know. I can't spoil it. Game. I don't know if I should spoil the game at all, but it's a few years old at this point. Okay, I'd say after his father alert. There's a Spider-Man game. Uh, it's great. You should play it if you haven't played it. But if uh, if you haven't played it yet, I would skip like fine. 15, 20 seconds ahead. You're fine. All right, go ahead. All right. Anyway, after his father dies, like Peter takes him under his wing. He sees that he's struggling. He's helping him because he's been through the same thing. Like he, his parents both died. He is like, I want him to be more of a mentor than the mentees. What I'd like to see him build into. Well, Tony's dead now. So yeah, Tony. He's no longer got anyone for like the thing. It seems like they did in the second one too. They were like all questioning him. Was he the new top person of the new leader of the Avengers? He like the new guy. And you can see as a kid, that's a lot. That is a lot of pressure to put on somebody. And you can see in the second one, he just kind of tries to get away from it all. He needs a break. Obviously, 
that doesn't work because they follows him there. But, yeah, you're right. And it's his, it's his desire to get away from it that leads him to like giving us over to to Mysterio, which I thought mm-hmm. was a good enough idea. It was perfectly I re- executed. But. I really I wish like he was a little bit more wanting to be a Spider Man, not just to be like Spider Man, but like to be that hero. Like in the second one, it seemed like he just wanted to be the friendly neighborhood. He doesn't want to really be that big guy, but like. I want to see him kind of step up and decide to like, hey, I can be that. I'll save everyone if I have to type of thing. Well, he's, it seems like he's going to get his chance here in the yep, next movie. That's I'm for hoping. sure. He's, uh, he's diving in deep. Now Cap and Iron Man gone, there's a spot to fill, and I'm hoping Spidey can take it. Well, you know, right after my girl, uh, Miss Marvel there. Not Captain Marvel. Miss you know, Marvel. Miss Marvel, going to be big time. Um that's my running joke. If you guys watch any of the, the regular episodes of the podcast, you would know that I mentioned Miss Marvel all the time. It's going to be she gonna is be big. sick. I play the Avengers game. She's fun to use. It's going to be it's going to be big time. Um, is there anything else about Spider Man that we haven't got to hit on? Whether it's from the cartoons or any sort of storyline that you were like, man, I like that story because it made me think of X, Y, or Z. Anything like that come to mind? Hmm. Or even not, even the Spider Man. You can go to the game because I know the game is a tremendous story as well. Yeah, you phenomenal. can you can spread yourself out as much as you wanted. We think we've hit the core of Spider-Man. I'd say we hit the, at least the main points of Spider-Man for sure, like what he stands for to be, you know, and also like the his main story focuses where it's his two lives kind of separated, and then like usually they converge and you have to deal with that, which is like the main thing of Spider-Man. Yeah, and that seems to be what the new one is like all about is him trying to like reseparate them again, mm-hmm, trying to. Uh, Trying to make yeah after the end of the second one, which I'm I, I'm no, I'm just gonna say because the next one's coming out, but like obviously Mysterio says like who he is like, which is why this beginning of this next one's gonna be like a whole game changer. Like you couldn't have done this in the Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield ones because they had they don't have any way to fix that with just those Spider Man. They don't have any like power over the press or mystical wizards in their universe. I feel you there. Uh, the one thing I would mention then, uh, just uh, from my perspective of as I watch these things, is um, now I've played the Spider-Man game, so I will go there for my example. You can kind of gleam it from the original Raimi ones as well, is uh, Peter's relationships. And and now that I'm, um, I'm married and I have a kid, and I'm not a superhero, but you learn quickly that... Uh, it doesn't matter what the excuse was. You just got to find time mm-hmm. for your significant other all the time, um, which kind of makes me chuckle. But now that I like realize that and it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter that you're Spider-Man, bro. You got to make time. Yeah. Like what she, she, she wants to take pictures and be a journalist or whatever. Well, that's more important than you being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so I, I kind of like that thing. They let, they let that be true. That's yep. true. you. You might you might have watched it when you were a kid and thought, oh, MJ being such a whiner." Guess what? That's every that's everyone that is, you're going to be with. Yeah, this isn't unfortunate. Uh, everyone wants attention if you're with them. Um, yeah, just just a true part of life, you know. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, I just have to miss out on a little bit of video games. My sacrifices are far less important. Mm-hmm. You're not um, saving hundreds of people. You I'm could not, be. And I'm happy to make these uh, sacrifices because I love love my daughter and wife. But you know. I was Spider-Man. I would I would hope to get a little extra leniency. Yeah, how would you say if you were Spider-Man, would you still be doing it right now with having a wife and kid? Would you still be willing to like put yourself in that danger of being Spider-Man? I yes, I would do it because like Great I said, again, 
I'm the exactly. Great, we, we create responsibility. For this <laughs> great power. No, All right, Josh Kennedy. Uh, just, I knew at that time. <laughs> but I think just because I do have that, that intrinsic idea that just because you are my family doesn't mean your mm-hmm. life or anything is inherently more important than other people's. Um, but I, I would respect someone who Obviously, like, yeah. hey, no, I have to, I have to protect my family first. And it's for your own. Being yeah. Spider-Man is getting in the way of that. That's fair. But yeah, that's, I'd, I'd probably be obviously I'd be swearing, man. But I only have a girlfriend, so I feel like she'd understand. Yeah, I've never met her, so she's she's borderline not even real at this point. You know yeah, I mean? she's she's she couldn't imagine it. You guys wouldn't know. Guys, yeah, what do you guys know? You guys, it's like ten of you are from Brazil, apparently. So what do you guys know? Um, <laughs> shout out, by the way, if you, if you're <laughs> shout like, out Brazil. If you're like the ten people who are like part of our like consistent Brazil watching. Uh, mad respect, and we love having you guys listen and. Keep spreading it. Spread it like wildfire. We love it. Um, that's kind of all I had to talk. So thank you so much for joining, man. Yep, I, thanks for having me, man. Anything spare, man? I love to talk about them. Yeah, we'll have to get you on to, to talk about what you think once the movie comes yeah, out. We'll have to know. do something. We'll all do something together. Well, uh, hopefully it's great. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't hate for us to come on. Come back. Well, that sucked. That sucked. Uh, sorry we wasted your time talking about Spider-Man in the lead-up. <laughs> Hope everyone uh, saves themselves some money and, I don't know, Buy your girlfriend a present so that she doesn't do something nice. Uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. Hopefully, you guys got a good insight not into just into Spider Man, but like what it is to be a Spider Man fan. Why is it that uh, we kind of connect to this character? Thank you to Adam yep. for joining. Um, I think Josh said he's gonna he's gonna jump on and actually interview my brother Jamie. So why did we do it that way? I don't know. Who knows? We probably we'll, could have interviewed our we'll own brother, but I think. I think this worked out. I thought this worked well. So look forward to that. Um, we just did an interview I did with uh, my friend Ben. We posted that just yesterday. Uncle Ben? So I, that's my friend Uncle Ben. <laughs> um, and he talked about, you know, being a fan and why he's excited for the movie. This is why we're uh, the deep cut reasons of why you should love Spider-Man. Or some of the reasons that we connect to him. We're going to have all kinds of Spider-Man stuff coming out. But obviously we're also going to continue to talk about Hawkeye and all those things. So. Listen in for the rest of the episodes. We look forward to seeing you guys on here. But uh, until the next time, just try not to have too much fun without us, all right?